Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we try to help you slow things down, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And so let's let's get at it. Uh, obviously, a lot of politics going on uh, over the last few weeks, and we're sort of in this recalibration space, I think. Uh, we've had uh, both of the conventions, the Democrats, the Republicans have done theirs. Uh, a fascinating evening last night, uh, first time in history that a Kennedy lost a statewide race uh, in Massachusetts, in the Commonwealth there. Uh, he was defeated, of course, by Senator Markey, who has uh, been in uh, Congress for about four decades now. Uh, we'll break that down as we, we move forward just a little bit. Uh, we're also keeping our eye today on uh, what's going to happen with uh, President Trump and uh, with the uh, challenger, Joe Biden, today. They're going to be giving dueling speeches here coming up, so we may break into those as they uh, begin to emerge as we go through the afternoon here on KSL. And uh, those speeches are going to be very interesting. Uh, Joe Biden is going to go after the president as it relates to education, opening up of schools and how that was done. Uh, president will probably give a wide-ranging uh, speech, as he often does today. So we'll we'll follow those. Uh, also very interesting today, and we'll come back to this in just a moment, and that is that tomorrow Joe Biden's going to Wisconsin. He's going to go to Kenosha. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the commentary is around that visit. Will he be criticized as politicizing a, a tragedy and a, and a hard thing? Will he be praised for going in uh, and and why? And again, we're going to get back to where we were yesterday. It's the wrong question. Those are all the wrong questions. We'll get to the right questions in just a second. So let's break down a few of the things that have happened today. And also I have some great guests coming on uh, my conversation with Adam Brandon uh, from Freedom Works, many of you know Freedom Works. Uh, he's coming up at eleven twenty today, and uh, you're going to be shocked at what Adam Brandon is proposing that the country do on Labor Day. Very fascinating. You don't want to miss that coming up at eleven twenty. Uh, we'll also break down uh, some things as it relates to uh, the end of World War II. Uh, today's an important day in history as it uh, relates to the. Japanese surrender. We know that happened uh, earlier, August 15th, but the actual treaty was signed uh, today. And so we'll break that down. Uh, great conversation coming up with Jane Beckworth from the Topaz Museum 
the internment uh, camp here in the state of Utah during World War II for Japanese Americans. So we'll we'll look at that, look back in history there. And then we're going to look at how we bring it all together as we go through and wrap up uh, on a Wednesday. We'll talk about how we can actually be stronger in our broken places, individually, as communities, and as a country. So we've got a lot to get to today, so let's get after it. Uh, so as I mentioned before, uh, first time in history, a member of the Kennedy family was defeated in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Uh, he was defeated. Joe Kennedy III uh, was defeated by uh, Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts. And uh, just a fascinating breakdown in terms of how that came about. Uh, you may remember Joe Kennedy III. He actually gave a response to uh, President Trump's State of the Union address the uh, year before last. Uh, gave a great speech. He's really one of the up-and-comers in the Democratic Party. Uh, but he was beaten in this primary uh, by someone who has been in Congress for four decades. And how in the world does that happen? A Kennedy in Massachusetts loses uh, a young and up-and-coming dynamic Kennedy. Uh, Joe Kennedy III uh, gets defeated by a four-decade incumbent in Senator Ed Markey. Uh, so let's break that down just a little bit. Uh, first, uh, just from uh, Joe Kennedy III, his concession to Senator Markey went like this. A few moments ago, I called Senator Markey to congratulate him and to pledge my support to him and his campaign in the months ahead. I'm grateful for the debates, for his commitment to our Commonwealth, and for the energy and enthusiasm that he brought to this race. All right, and then uh, Ed Markey uh, responding to that concession speech by Joe Kennedy III uh, responded with this. I extended my respect and congratulations for a campaign that has been fierce at times, but always fueled by a shared commitment to the people of this great commonwealth. The progressive movement knows how to fight. We will not surrender. So, again, a fascinating battle there in the state of Massachusetts. Old guard against the up-and-comers. Shocking that an up-and-coming Kennedy would uh, not be able to win that race. And this was the thing that amazed me. Uh, Senator Markey very politically astute. He appealed to younger voters in that deeply democratic state. He positioned himself, he aligned himself with the liberal wing of the party. Again, Kennedy's uh, tended to own that over the years. And and then he really, uh, Senator Markey really went out uh, and he tag teamed with leading progressives like uh, New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. He was one of the first, I think he was the first senator to actually uh, sign on to the Green New Deal climate change initiative. And uh, and then he sort of flipped the script on the Kennedys and said that uh, that Joe Kennedy III was a progressive in name only. And uh, he won. Uh, Markey won because he convinced younger voters that he was more progressive for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. So anyway, if that's any uh, indication of how topsy-turvy this election cycle is going to be, uh, pretty good indicator, and I think we'll, we have a lot more to watch uh, as we roll into that uh, moving forward. Uh, also, some news coming out of Washington today. I've heard a number of reports. Uh, some of my sources are saying, yeah, there is some movement uh, on a stimulus plan uh, coming out of the Senate, Senate Republicans. Uh, they may unveil this as early as today. Uh, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows uh, hinted that it might come out today about a $500 billion recovery package, kind of a skinny version uh, of the package. Of course, the Democrats uh, were quick to denounce that as too little, too late, too small, uh, doesn't go far enough. So that battle uh, could heat up again next week. 
and hopefully it will for the good of the country, for the good of the people who are in need of some of those funds uh, to move it forward. And, and most important, you know, let's set the politics of this aside. Who gets the win? Uh, who cares? Let's get past Labor Day. Let's get back to work before everybody leaves town and is just only focused on the campaign trail. Uh, finally, as I mentioned, that uh, Joe Biden and President Trump will be giving dueling speeches today uh, as they move forward. Uh, Joe Biden will focus on education and how the uh, he's going to attack the president, uh, according to sources and according to some of the early uh, leaked uh, segments of the speech, that he will uh, attack the president for not having a strong enough plan, a, a powerful enough plan to uh, to get kids back in school uh, and moving that forward. Uh, you also had the Dr. Fauci uh, making the airwaves today. Uh, he went uh, around talking mostly about the fact that we needed to make sure that rolling into this weekend, this Labor Day weekend, um, that uh, we don't throw caution to the wind, uh, but we have a, we show a little caution and a little bit of restraint. When you have a holiday like Labor Day, we have seen after the 4th of July, we saw after Memorial Day, a surge in cases. Wear a mask, keep social distancing, avoid crowds. You can avoid those kind of surges. You don't want to be someone who's propagating the outbreak. You want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Yeah, we do want to be part of the solution. That is the key. Uh, We've been having this 55-day moonshot challenge, uh, trying to have our quest to quell the pandemic and move things forward. Uh, and obviously some some great things have happened and uh, progress has been made. Uh, on Tuesday, there were only 296 new cases, two deaths, uh, sadly, to, to be counted there in the state of Utah. Uh, so uh, three, uh, 374 is the rolling seven-day average. So uh, definitely going the right direction there. And the important thing is that we continue to do what we can do, that we just be smart, be wise, uh, put on the mask if you can't social distance, social distance, social distance, social distance, <laughs> uh, and and move forward. And the important thing is move forward. And we're going to talk about this more tomorrow, but we're going to get into this idea of, yeah, we need to open up the schools. And if we need to power them back down for a couple of days and recalibrate, that's okay. That's okay. We're learning. Everything, all of this is new uh, we talked about this yesterday, the fact that so many uh, of the experts early on said the one thing we know for certain about this virus is that we know nothing about this virus, that we just it just behaves differently. So everyone's learning. And so the, the challenge for all of us is to not just be looking back at getting back to how it used to be. That's over, nor should it be about hunkering down. So it's not about how we have to have school exactly the way it was before, nor is it about hunkering down and not sending anyone to school. It's okay if we if we send the kids to school and then we decide we got to take a break for a couple of days and scrub and recalibrate and reset, we'll do that. Uh, that's part of the new now uh, and how we actually all move forward together. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, my interview with Adam Brandon. Freedom Works president, he is going to give you a Labor Day challenge that might just shock you coming from a political organization. Find out what it is next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to 
Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.